Welcome to episode 78, how to sell retail to your clients. You know, I've talked for a very long time about how my business really went from services only to amazing retail, how I sold my first esthetician job. I had to sell, I think it was eight or 10 different retail lines. I'm amazing at selling, but I do not sell. And I'm doing coaching calls with estheticians and I'm sharing with them, I don't sell. And so I really wanted to make this podcast specifically a episode that kind of takes the pressure off of you. I'm in still a few of these esthetician groups and it's so disheartening to see how many estheticians are no longer carrying retail because they don't have a connection to their clients. And it's eye-opening to me because when you don't have that type of connection to your clients, it's going to come off very differently. We are the experts for our clients. And when you remove the ability to provide the answer to the concern or situation you're solving, you no longer become the expert. How do I know this? Because many of us have made the excuse to say our clients don't purchase or they don't buy from us. But there is a disconnect there that the esthetician, us, have not made it very clear. And I've said this in a few of my podcasts, because they don't buy with you, do you really think they're not buying anything? Specifically, if they have a concern or an issue with their skincare, do you think they're not going to share that concern with someone else or look for a solution? Like, how do we get to this space where we know we have their undivided attention, but we don't understand that specifically and we miss the mark? I wanted to really do a conversation, kind of getting to the background. And I've said this when I've done masterminds, when I would do my seven-minute Brazilian classes in person, when I did our masterclass last year at the Esthetician Summit, I literally say how exactly how I sell. And so I wanted to bring to the podcast kind of the same thing, sharing how I sell. And I'm very clear, I do not sell. I strictly have conversations. And in these conversations, I'm very direct, very clear. And the conclusion is that they're going to walk away with the product. That is always my end result. But I do have some things that I do to make sure that myself and whoever I'm speaking to to sell to are both on the same page. The reason I brought up estheticians in these groups coming together, making the decision to stop selling retail is the worst decision you could ever do for your business. And number two, if you don't have retail, you're not going to have a long-term business. That's it. That's all. There's no way. You cannot survive just on services. Your extra income to your business comes from retail. Your backup is retail. Your baseline is retail. Your savings is retail. Like retail has a, such an important role in your aesthetics business that if you ignore it, it is going to hurt you long run in the long run. So when it comes to the understanding of selling, it literally comes down to having a simple conversation. I'll be very clear. Your client has a problem. They bring the problem to you. You 
provide solutions to the problem. That's it. Is it that simple? It is absolutely that simple. Because even if they come to you with that solution, or sorry, with that problem, you're not able to fix it. They're going to take that same problem to someone else. They're going to go someplace else with that same problem and ask for help from someone else. But the fact that you have the tools to solve the problem is where the disconnect comes from. And then many of you say, oh, well, I don't have the tools. You absolutely have the tools. You really do. You, you can fix the situation and you should be honored that they came to you because you are in their eyes an expert. You just have never stepped into that place. So how do we get from them coming to you with the problem, you providing the solution, and that solution is going to have to have home care? Like we cannot get around the understanding that home care is just important as the service. Nothing changes in the skin until that skin is introduced to those certain ingredients every day. So if we think we're changing skin by having that client in here 12 times a year, whether it's hair removal, where it's skincare services, whatever, If you think 12 times a year is going to make a change, it will not. What will make a change is application of those ingredients that will bring change 365 times in that year. And the reason I make it that simple is because many of you have really gotten into the space of believing or somehow convincing yourself that the 12 times they see you a year can affect change. 12 versus 365, we already know what that's going to be like. So that means that they're going to have to have certain ingredients into that skin 365 times. Will it be less than that amount of time to see change? Probably, but it has to be consecutive. It has to be every day. We learn this in aesthetic school. We learn what ingredients do. We learn the function of what they do. We understand how they need to be consistent in the skin. How is that going to happen? If we don't have a plan based on when they see us every month, that in turns will provide them daily application. In order for us to see change, it has to be applied daily. So in order to get it into their hands, we're going to have to have that conversation. So someone comes to you. And I'll do two scenarios. Someone comes to you under skincare and then someone's going to come under hair removal, right? We'll do skincare first. Someone is wanting to do something to have to do with their skin. They want it to feel different. They want the texture to be different. They're wanting to see some physical change. Now, of course, we got to do it before and after. That's always going to happen. But in that skincare routine that they're doing, the only way it's going to bring change is if it's applied to the skin. So now we have to do and be 18. I'm going to do my part, which is ABC. You're going to do your part every day, which is ABC. In order for you to do ABC, I'm going to be very clear and tell you exactly what's going to happen. A, I need you to use this cleanser every day because we are going to make sure that the skin stays balanced and we're removing any dirt and extra oil on that skin so that when we do go to apply the great stuff that you love, we're going to get a faster result. We can't put product on a dirty floor and think it's going to be clean. So we need to do this. 
when we start talking about the daily use, it has to happen because in order for us to see change, your skin is going to have to have these products applied to them on a regular basis. That means every single day. I'm going to start with this before. When you come in in four weeks, we're going to do another picture and I'm going to do an amazing progression. The only way this progression is going to change is if you actually do this step-by-step -step that I'm giving you every single day. Do you want to see change? The answer, you always ask questions that are a yes answer. Yes. Are we, can we do this together? Are you agree? I'm going to do my part. You're going to do your part. The answer is going to be yes. These are what you need in order for you to get change in your skin. So in order for us to see a great picture that's going to be coming the next time I see you in four weeks, this is exactly what you need to do. I didn't ask. I'm not suggestion. I'm not. There's no suggestions. It's a plan of action. Because they came to me with the problem, I'm going to give the solution and we're going to work it together, which means they're going to keep their appointment. They're going to be coming and using the products that I suggest. We're going to see some change, even if it's subtle, in that next picture, because now we're, we're building a progression. That's why before and afters are so important in my world. They really are important. And I, I wish more estheticians would take that so much serious because it would definitely boost your retail sales because it is the evidence of them doing what they need to do at home. Skincare. Let's go to hair removal. You, you know, I love to go to good ingrowns. Someone is complaining about ingrowns. The key to understanding ingrowns is that there's bacteria that's being trapped in that follicle. So in order for us to understand what's happening in that follicle, we have to understand what's happening at home in between those four weeks that they're seeing us for the hair removal service. A lot of the issues that people have with ingrowns is they don't quite understand the bacteria that's becoming uh, trapped in those follicles. It's one of the reasons why I love our retail range with Say Brazil, because I'm very clear to that point. We don't have to be aggressive, but we do have to address what that skin is coming in contact with. And at this point, if you're consistently having ingrowns over and over in the same space, there's bacteria being addressed and introduced to that space over and over again. So in order for us to actually see change, we're going to have to use these products on a daily basis. So I need something that's going to get down into that follicle. That's number one. And two, we need to have a great cleansing option. We need to let go of those drawls, of course, especially things that when you sweat, it just wicks it away. We can't sit in our yoga pants every day. So I'm going to really explain the homework that we need to have. The moment after that service is done, I'm always going to do my ingrown mask. We're going to set them up with home care. And then again, I'm going to take a progression picture. So I want to take a picture of your ingrown or how many ingrowns you have today. And then I'm going to take a picture the next time you come in. And then let's do a comparison. The way you set it up in those ways, right, with those words, they're excited to see what that skin is going to do. You're going to have evidence of what it looked like when you started. You're going to see how that progression is. People love to see when their skin changes because they will never recognize it if you don't understand the way they look at it. So when I start talking about retailing, it's now a team effort. The only way the skin is going to change is if they do daily home care. That's it. There's no other way around it. So if you are currently to your clients 
someone that they expect you to be an expert. They're looking to you for change. But you're not able to give it to them because you're not selling retail. What is it then that it would take for you to get to that space? I'm a type of esthetician. I want to provide great, amazing befores and afters. I want clients to tell people about befores and afters. I want them to be so proud that they send a message so that they can have it, so they can show proof of how far their skin has come. The only way that happens is if they have retail into their hands. So because they don't have any retail, they are not getting any results. They're not getting the things that they wanted to see happen. Now you're having a different experience with clients. Some of them may move on because they're not able to get what they need. They are looking for solutions that you may not be able to give them because there has to be a team effort. And I try to reemphasize this many different ways when it comes to retail, because retail, in my opinion, is, is extremely important, but is also a part of your business that you can't substitute. You can't substitute retail. Even if you tell them to go buy something from um, a, a Sephora or Ulta or whatever, it do, it's not the same as if you would hand it to them, let them touch it and feel it, and then put it into their their shopping bag as they leave your treatment room or they leave your business. There's there's a there's a psychological change that has to happen when they physically have something that they can take home and use right away versus getting it in the mail. Like you can't substitute that experience. And estheticians that are doing, and I say this extremely well, they're doing 200, 300, 400,000 a year. They're doing it because they retail. Those numbers are from retail. Those numbers are not from services. There's no physical way to do that, especially if you have a limited amount of hours. If you're only working eight hours a day, even at a 40-hour week, 50-hour week, there's no possible way to get that type of income solely on services. So retail, in my opinion, is just as important, but how we're selling retail is a conversation that many of you aren't ready to have. And the reason you're not ready to have it is because you feel you have to sell. The biggest response I get from most people is, I don't know how to sell or I don't like selling. I'm not great at selling. And if you know me and you know my content, you know the way I speak, I always say, I don't sell. So selling has never been a part of my aesthetic career. What I do have is conversations. I'm always going to talk to people. Someone's always going to need something. My goal is to provide the thing they need to solve the problem. I'm a fixer. I loved when Scandal came out and um, Kerry Washington obviously played Olivia Pope and Olivia Pope was the fixer. I always looked at myself way before that show came out as a fixer. I'm fixing it but I don't think many estheticians look at their careers. They don't look at their business in this way. They don't look at their business as a way of fixing problems that their clients are bringing to them. 
But many of us are trying to fix problems, but we don't have all the tools we need to solve it. So because we don't have all those tools that our clients need, they look elsewhere. And some of them are looking elsewhere and then not coming back. I will always say we're in the relationship business, but part of that relationship is being able to solve the problems that they're bringing to us. And many of you are not solving their problems. What you are doing is you're providing services, but those services are not providing solutions because you're not seeing them enough to affect change in the skin without home care. Is it that simple? Absolutely. And I do understand that things are not the way they were 20 years ago when I started out as an esthetician. But the proof in the pudding really comes to businesses that really want to be successfully um, earning consistent income understand how important retail is a part of the relationship they have with clients. So maybe I shouldn't say how to sell retail to clients, but maybe how to have conversations about retail or about home care. Home care is where the change happens. We know this, but somehow we have consistently lied to ourselves, saying that we could help clients without it. How? How can we change? How can we have anything happen in their skin without daily use of products? I would love when clients, I would have them bring in their products, especially the ones that they're using and they don't want to tell me, just bring it in, bring it in a bag. Let me just pull it out and see what you're doing. You don't have to say what you're using, just bring it in when we come. We're going to do an update on, on your services. Let's, let's see what you're doing because they would bring in a whole hodgepodge of stuff. And I loved it because that was the perfect time for me to educate them on what exactly this product was. You all know I'm an ingredient junkie. So I'm reading through, Oh Lord, honey, most of this is scented water now. Oh yes. How much did you pay for this? About $40 for some scented water. Don't say it like that. Well, what do you, what would you like me to say? I'll say expensive scented water. That's what you paid for. And we would joke about it, but the conversation ended with them taking what I needed them to take because they, they knew it. They knew when they left after the services with me, even with hair removal, their skin did not feel the same when they went back to what they were using. So there was proof in the pudding, right? They loved the way it felt. They loved the way their skin feels. But they weren't using the things to provide the changes they were looking for, which is why I had them bring in their products to show me what they're doing. Then it became a team effort. So I think embracing the understanding of how important retail is, is kind of the first space that we always have to stay but number two, if you ever get to the decision in your business to stop retailing, you, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, this is Stephanie Lane's opinion, you no longer have a business. You're definitely doing a hobby. Because how are you going to survive on services only when it's dictated by who you're going to be doing services for? There's a limitation to the amount that you can earn. 
I would rather have an opportunity in my business to earn unlimited income and earn income 24-7 than only be allowed to earn income between open and close. And if someone steps into my treatment room, like I don't want to limit my income. But the retail aspect that many of you are missing is also the reason why your business is struggling. It's struggling because you're not providing what those clients are looking for. They're going elsewhere when they would love to give your business money. We don't allow them to give our business money because we've made the decision for them that we're not going to provide those types of solutions. And it's mind boggling to me when an esthetician comes to me and says that they're struggling. And the first question I always ask is, are you retailing? And your response is no. But there is no correlation to the reason you're struggling is because you're not retailing. Like they don't, they don't go there. But, and it comes back to me, especially when I read in the group, it was just this week that people are letting go and people are chiming in, agreeing with it. The fact that you're in a Facebook group and you have time to tell other people that you're not going to retail, you don't have a business. You don't even have a busy business. I've always said this. I've said this about Facebook groups. If you have time to be in there chit-chatting with people on Facebook and posting and writing and all this other stuff, you're not busy in your business. People who are busy don't have time to sit on Facebook. They don't have time to sit on Instagram or TikTok. Like they're doing business. So when we get into those spaces, even for the little minute of time we do, is it whether it's before we go to bed or when we get up in the morning, you have to realize that the people that are chiming in on those types of topics do not have a business. They don't have one. It's the reason why they can easily say, I'm not going to retail anymore. There should never be a choice. A successful business will do any and everything they can to be successful. So when someone openly chooses not to have retail, you're choosing not to be successful. You're choosing to cut off all the potential income. You're willing to leave that income on the table. And unfortunately, I don't believe that's a choice when it comes to being a business owner. As a business owner, we want to have multiple ways of earning income. We love multiple ways of earning income. We want multiple ways to earn income. But when you decide to cut off in a huge income stream, there's no way your, your business is going to last long-term. It can't. It can't. And I wish I had a really good example for this to kind of bring it home, how important retail is. Um That's like uh, walking into a Sephora and there's only one product of every item they sell and you have to scan a barcode and then you have to wait for it. There would be no purpose of any Sephora brick and mortar, right? There would be no purpose. But they understand the power of retail and that might be a bad example, but that's one example. I mean, that's like going to Walmart and, and not being able to buy anything, but you could go look at it and scan it and then go and order it because that's what some of you are doing. 
I read something on that same post where someone was saying, oh, I just keep testers and then um, I drop ship. So they can play with the tester or I'll give them a sample and then I'll place their order and drop ship. That definitely tells me you don't understand the relationship that you have with that client. They are expecting to walk away. They are expecting to have the product in their hand. They would never walk into a Sephora or Ulta and then have to walk out with a piece of paper and have to wait two to three days to get it. They would never do that. They go in with the intention to spend. They come into our business with the intention to spend. They come to our website with the intention to spend. We're not giving it to them. So how to sell retail means you have to have it available. You have to have it available. And they want to buy. They want to buy. I think I shared a couple months ago when I opened my, what number of Facebook group is this? This is number eight or nine, maybe 10. My 10th Facebook group where I have people that follow me on socials and I have put them all into a group and they are all purchasing, say, Brazil retail from us. And that group has grown. That is a monetized group. I earn way more income from that group than I should because I am monetizing it. But it, it it's interesting to see because I use some of that when I'm doing my master classes and creating classes for the community as well, showing what I'm doing. It's interesting to see how many people don't even understand if you have 100 people purchasing from you every single month that you've never seen before in person, right? And they're willing to give the business money. What could you do with the clients that you have who want to give you money and are looking to you for solutions. If you are truly a fixer, wouldn't you want everything at your disposal, including retail? Yes. So when you start looking at the conversations you're having with your clients, I want you to kind of have a moment and I want you to think, are your clients looking to you for help? Yes or no? Are you able to fully help them from introduction to the issue to fixing the issue? Yes or no? Because retail is a part of that fix. So if there's no retail in there, you're not going to fix that problem. Why can't you fix that problem when they've brought it to you? You're the expert. You've gone to school. You've built this business. Why can't you fix their problems? And if you can't, is that the reason why your business is struggling? Can you be honest with yourself and say, I might not be providing a solution for my clients who are looking for help. Could we have that type of conversation? Because here's the thing about clients. And I've learned a lot in my 20 years. They love when they feel appreciated and they feel recognized and they love attention. A part of having that of attention that they get from you means they can bring something to you for you to fix. If you're unable to fix it, they want to go to someone else who can. So it's not that your clients are not choosing 
to come to you, you may not have been able to solve their issue or their problem. Is that some, is that a rough thing to say? Yes. Is that a honest thing to say? Absolutely. But I want you to think about it when it comes to your business. I don't want you to go off on the general tangent that, oh, it's slow. The economy has changed and my clients aren't here. I can't, we can't do that anymore. What we can do though, is we can have a great um, honest conversation. We're not retailing. We may not be appreciating or communicating well. And we've made the assumption that our clients can't afford whatever we're offering. So I'm no longer going to offer it. That's where we need to stay. Because I had 10 of our coaching clients, 10, was it 10? Yeah. 10 estheticians who did client appreciations that made thousands in a few hours in one day. So it's not about the money anymore, right? I really would love all of you who are listening to come to the point in your business where you understand how important retail is and why you may have ignored it when that is the solution that your clients need to refer to you, to continue to see you, to continue to give your business money and to solidify your relationship. I do need to change that title and say not how to sell, but why you're the fixer for your clients. You are their fixer. The question is, is are you fixing their problems? And if you're just doing services, that's not fixing their problems. Yeah. I think some of you are ready. I think some of you are ready to kind of have those conversations. You're ready, especially when you have seen a change in your client load. You've seen a change in your schedule. Are you fixing their problems? And if you're not, what are you going to do about it? This episode is sponsored by Smooth Skin Supply. The Esthetician Summit 2024 is April 21st to the 23rd of 2024. It will be at the Plano Event Center. Tickets are on sale. Two-day general admission is only $50. And this event's going to be amazing. Go to the website, www.estheticiansummit.com to learn about all the brands that are joining us in 24.